The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. You're tuned in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Guiding your gridiron journey, none other than your host, former NFL lineman, Ross Tucker. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker football podcast. It is a teaching tutorial Thursday, which means class is in session with Professor Greg Cosell of NFL Films University. Can't wait to talk with Greg momentarily. We are presented by DraftKings. I don't remember if I already said that or not. We will have winners tomorrow. We'll have a spread the word winner via social media Somebody that got creative about somehow spreading the word about our shows to other people. We'll find out who that is. I've gotten a couple of entries for that, but you still have time. Sponsor confirmation email winner. Love our sponsors. Love those of you that take advantage of any of them. And I give you a little something extra. If you take advantage of one, send me an email, ross at rostucker.com. I'll send you a signed press pass if you're the winner. And then, of course, the YouTube shout out. Always cool. All you have to do is go to youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, where you can watch all of our shows and see the highlight clips of all of our shows and just reply, comment on any video and get a chance to get a cameo style video from me to whoever you want, giving a shout out for whatever you want. Speaking of shout outs, Jeff Cranston is today's latest patron, patreon.com slash RT Media. Make sure you sign up to be a Tuckheads member so you get access to our private Slack channel. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. You know him. You love him. His name is Greg Cosell. 44 years plus at NFL Films, the executive producer and on-air analyst, talent they call it, for the (laughs) NFL matchup show. Been with me. I think since day one, maybe, as part of the podcast, which is incredible, actually. Let's go to tonight's game, Greg. It's a big one. I love when the standalone game is a game I'm excited about. Two good teams coming off bad losses at home. Yeah. The Bengals on the road against the Ravens, Greg. What interests you? What should we be looking at? Uh, I'll tell you what interests me in this particular game is – 
We know that T. Higgins will be out again, but the Bengals are still a very high percentage 11 personnel offense, meaning they play with three wide receivers. And one of the things when you watch the Ravens defense is they use Kyle Hamilton, a safety, essentially as their slot corner on a relatively high percentage of their nickel defensive snaps. So I'm curious tonight if they will use Kyle Hamilton as their slot corner. Now they have two nickel packages. One has Hamilton as the slot, and as I said, they've been playing that more, but the other does have Arthur Mallette, who's a true slot corner. So I think that's one thing to look at early in the game to see who's going to line up over Tyler Boyd. Curious about that, Greg. Why do you think they have two? Is it just to not allow the offense to get a bead on who the nickel will be? Because those are two very different body types. Kyle Hamilton, 6'4", 210, safety body type. Millette's more sort of your, your smaller, shiftier nickel. Do you think that they use it to match up to the offense's personnel or who the offense has its slot? Or do you think they're trying to dictate things to the offense and say, hey, you don't know who's going to be in the nickel. So you can't you can't plan ahead because you don't know who for sure is going to be our nickel on certain plays. Well, just again, neither you nor I know the answer to that for sure. But my response to that would be that Mike McDonald – who's the D coordinator for the Ravens and a very good one, a young coach, very, very good. He's doing it to be proactive, not reactive. So he's using Hamilton because Hamilton is a long athlete. Clearly, if you're going to play zone, he can be effective, but he has matched up man to man and they clearly have no problem with him matching up man to man to slots. And the other thing, he's a really good blitzer. Uh, So I think there's obvious reasons why they do it. I couldn't begin to tell you what the breakdown is or why they do it, you know, certain games more than others or certain plays more than others, but there's no question that Hamilton plays a lot of slot. So what's really interesting in this one too, Greg, is Marlon Humphrey's doubtful Yeah, with a calf injury. So you wonder if that changes. I mean, I don't know. Does Millette have to play outside some? I, I, no, don't, I, think I don't know how that changes Sin. things. It'll be Rocky Sin who played outside last week, basically in rotation with Humphrey, and actually played pretty well. Interesting. Um, what about – a lot to talk about, Greg, in the Steelers and the Browns. Let's start with the Browns and just the awful news that yeah. Watson is having season-ending shoulder surgery right after their big win in Baltimore, right after it looked like he was – Playing pretty well in the second half of that game, Greg. Yeah, and the shame is for Watson is when he does come back, he literally won't have played much football for three years. And it'll be interesting to see what happens. But that's that's for another time. Um, they're going to go with Thompson Robinson, and that's going to be um, interesting because, you know, he's a rookie quarterback. He played one game when he was kind of thrown into the fire and didn't play well, which would to be expected. Uh Stefanski uh, has made it clear, Kevin Stefanski's made it clear that he's taking all the snaps this week at number one, so we'll see. On the other side, I bet people would be surprised that over the last two weeks, the team with the most 10-plus yard runs by running backs are the Pittsburgh Steelers. They've been running the ball very, very well the last couple of weeks. Jalen Warren is, is a real key to this. He's a much juicier, more explosive, more elusive runner. Um, than uh, Najee Harris, but Harris has had some good runs as well. Harris is just not 
He's not what his body type suggests, and that's what's very interesting about him. But Warren gives them a lot of juice. Uh, believe it or not, I think the insertion of the rookie uh, tackle, Broderick Jones, at right tackle has helped their run game. He is He's an athletic run blocker. He's not very good in pass protection yet, but he's an athletic run blocker, and I think that's helped their run game. Really athletic. And they pull him a lot. You, know, you don't yeah, see that do. many tackles pull, but they use him kind of as a weapon to pull, and he's he's very athletic in space and on those pulls, I noticed, Greg. He gets to the second level. He climbs to the second level, which is athleticism and mobility as well, very well. So that has helped their run game, and they've been running the ball, as I said, the last two weeks with uh, um, volume and consistency. So Thompson Robinson, I felt like, Greg, was at UCLA forever. And yeah. I don't remember what your eval was there. But then in the preseason, he was awesome. And then he had that one start against the Ravens, but I don't think he even thought he was going to – from what I understand, he didn't know he was starting until like two hours before the game. Right, right. Well, so that, that's yeah, so obviously that's not, You can't really idea. evaluate him based on that game. Um, or I don't think you can, personally. So this week he's going to be, you know, as, as we said, taking all the snaps. Um, yeah, I did him coming out, obviously. And I got to tell you, I was – I didn't know what to expect when I did Thompson Robinson because, you know, I don't see a ton of UCLA. It's on the West Coast. A lot of their games are late at night. You know, that's way past my bedtime for an old guy, Ross, you know. But um, he played 48 games at UCLA, all under Chip Kelly. Um, and I thought, you know, his, his 2022 tape, I thought he showed a pretty good feel for what he was asked to do. He knew where to go with the football. Um, he's pretty compact with his delivery. Um I thought his college tape in 2022 was good. Um, and I know I spoke to a former coach who's a, who was a coordinator and a head coach in the league, and he liked him as well. So um, we'll see. You know, look, I don't think anybody expects him to be great, but he does give you movement. And, you know, one thing I've learned, and it's taken me a long time to learn, and I'll be the first to admit that, but quarterbacks that can move, You've got to deal with them a little more on a sliding scale. They they don't have to be super precise on every single snap from the pocket. Do you want them to be? Of course you do. But they don't have to be because they can beat you with their legs. And that adds two things. It adds a dimension to your offense, and it also forces the defense to have to play differently in certain situations. That is a key point. That is a key point right there for sure. Um, cause it helps the run game too, a little bit. If you just do it enough, you know, if you just have them, if you yep. just have that quarterback be a threat in the run game, all he needs to do is pull the ball once or twice a game on some of those, Greg, and you got to worry about it. And then obviously, like you said, some of the scrambles, you know, they better be third and long. They better have an answer for Thompson. Yeah, Robinson you, can't, I mean, when seven plus, you can't just assume you have to have an answer. Because you know what what demoralizes a defense more than anything. Third and seven, you feel like, you know, for the first two, two and a half seconds of the play, you, you, you've played great defense, and then the quarterback runs for 11 yards, and it's okay. You know, well, we just played great defense. Greg, let's talk about Bryce Young. Yeah. The Cowboys are playing the Carolina Panthers, and I don't expect it to be a close game or whatever, but I, I am really curious to get your expert opinion and evaluation of what you're seeing from Bryce Young right now. Yeah, he's struggling a bit right now. Um and I would say that 
he's struggling in a number of ways. Again, neither you nor I know what's in his head. We can't speak to that. I can only tell you when I watch tape what it shows. Um, he leaves too many throws on the field that are there by NFL standards. So he gets stuck in the pocket a lot. He has to develop a better innate feel for what is open in the NFL. Because the reality is he's 5'11-ish, six, you know, at most six feet. I forget what the, the combine numbers were. He's not a big body guy. So he needs to play with high-level precision from the pocket. And the things that go into that, obviously, are processing, timing, anticipation, ball location. The ball has to come out. Um, And I think at this point in time, it's clear on, on a number of plays that he's not seeing it and processing it with the needed clarity and speed that he needs to. And that also results in him getting stuck in the pocket. And while he's a good athlete... By NFL standards, he's not a great athlete, so he's not going to be explosive as a runner. He can move, no question, but he's not going to be explosive. That's not going to be his game. That would have to be an adjunct to his game, but not a truly meaningful part of his game. So, he, I, you know, he's working through all that. Um, again, I, the kid is incredibly intelligent, a phenomenal kid. You assume he'll get there, but right now it's been a little bit of a struggle. So you do assume he'll get there? I uh, I don't. No one knows the answer to that. I just know the kid, and he's an unbelievable kid, incredibly intelligent. You'd have to assume that he's going to get better. We, you know, no no one knows the answer to that for sure. Well, I know the answer, Greg. The answer is to drink more Labatt Blue Light because it's delicious, and that's what you should drink when you're watching football tonight, Friday night high school football, Saturday college football. Sunday NFL football, always enjoy Labatt Blue Light responsibly, beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's talk Cardinals-Texans. I'm, I'm excited about this game, actually, Greg. Cardinals-Texans, Kyler Murray back. They got the win. He's running around. And obviously <laughs> the Texans to go into Cincinnati and get that win. I mean, we got to stop putting any limits on what these guys can accomplish. No, and, and C.J. Stroud's become one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch. Um, now, there is a guy that sees it right away. He even sees it when there's disguise and late rotation, which we've seen a number of times the last couple of weeks where the defense has done a lot of that, which is what defenses do to young quarterbacks. It has not impacted Stroud in a negative way at all. He's got such a quick, compact delivery. He's an accurate passer, very precise with his ball location. He just looks really comfortable playing quarterback. I mean, on that uh, winning touchdown drive this week, he hit Dalton Schultz for 25 yards, which kind of got the drive going. Um, you know, it made them believe, hey, we could get in field goal range and win. And that was a great example. The Bengals showed a pressure front with no deep safety. And that's almost always an indication of pressure. But at the snap, they dropped out to cover three. And Stroud read it in a second. And what do you get with cover three, Ross, as you know? You know, you do a lot of games now. You know a ton of football, obviously. 
with cover three, you get the seams. He immediately hit the seam to Schultz. He knew it immediately. He's just seeing things at a really quick and high level for a rookie quarterback in this league. Wow. Um, that's awesome. Did you get a chance uh, to check out Arizona or no, Greg? I, I did not see uh, as much Murray yet as I want to. I will, but I've not seen it. Um, obviously, I saw the play, you know, that that set up, the, the, you know, the game winner, um, which is, of course, what he can do. But I didn't see enough of him to be able to tell you, you know, what I what I saw overall. Totally got it. Um, uh, that'll be a good one to watch, Arizona-Houston. All right, what about um, two I want to make sure we get to. Uh, we can I can circle back on potentially Jets Bills, but what about Vikings Broncos Sunday yeah. night? All of a sudden, Vikings have won a bunch in a row. Broncos have won three in a row. I mean, and both quarterbacks are interesting for different reasons. I got to tell you, Greg, I don't study it like you do, but man, Russell Wilson looks a lot better than he did last year. I think a lot better than he did last year. I, I don't think he's like top five quarterback or no, he's not Seattle but- Russell Wilson, but. He at least looks like he knows what he's doing and is not screwing up and taking a bunch of sacks and all that. No, it's more efficient. I mean, you know, he's still – like this past week, I thought he played efficient football. There was nothing spectacular, but he didn't turn it over. See, one thing about Russell Wilson that's always been the case, and you can't downplay this. This is critically important, so I don't want people to think it's a negative at all. It's an incredible positive. He doesn't turn the ball over, Ross. And, and you know, the the number one thing that a lot of coaches will tell you is you have to secure the football in every single play. So he doesn't turn the ball over. Um, but anyway, Josh Dobbs, you know, we spoke a, a little bit ago about what happens with quarterbacks that can move. Well, the Saints, they, they deployed Pete Warner as a spy on Dobbs on third down. And they also did that in other down and distance situations. And by the way, Denver is going to do that because the last two weeks, Denver has played Josh Allen and they played Patrick Mahomes, and in each of those games, they spied both of those quarterbacks with Nick Benito. So they are going to spy Josh Dobbs. And just what we said earlier, that now changes how you play defense. You are, in a sense, playing a little more reactively than proactively. And, and uh, you know, that's a big factor. And Dobbs has actually thrown the ball well. It's, it's pretty impressive. Um, what he's done in a Kevin O'Connell offense, because don't forget what Kevin O'Connell's background is. It's Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay. This is not an easy offense to pick up and understand in two weeks' time. And there's no question he doesn't have it all. It's not humanly possible. But I tell you, his footwork, his understanding of the drops in relation to the routes, this past week was pretty impressive. Yeah, he's... uh I think he's blown everybody away with what he's done. And, and they believe, you know, like they, they really believe right now in Minnesota, which I think is, is so won cool. five in a row, Ross. Does anybody seem to realize that? This team's won five in a row. Five in a row, Greg, without their best player. I know. Without Justin Jefferson. And the last two without Kirk Cousins. So the last four, I believe, are five without Jefferson and the last two without Kirk Cousins. So, you know, it's pretty impressive. Maybe we should just give Kevin O'Connell the Coach of the Year award right now. I mean, that's pretty darn good, man. Yep. Um, speaking of pretty darn good, how about Monday Night Football? It's the Eagles and yeah. the Chiefs, Greg. The two teams with the two best records in all of professional football. What will you be watching in this one? Well, you know, it's been amazing. When you study the Chiefs, as I have, I watch every game. Um, they've really been carried by their defense the last five weeks. Their offense has not been very good. In fact, 
statistically, their offense has been worse than the Buffalo Bills over that same stretch, which a lot of people might not realize. But, um, but yeah, they've been carried by their defense. And I'm fascinated by that side of the ball in this game. Because if you go back to the Super Bowl, it's still Steve Spagnuolo versus, you know, that, that staff. Obviously, Shane Steichen is not there. But one of the key things in the Super Bowl, and we don't know if it's going to be the case because Jalen Hurts has had a knee injury. Now they've had the bye, so we don't know where he stands. But in the first half alone in the Super Bowl, and it really hurt the Chiefs, I'm just talking first half, Jalen Hurts had 10 designed runs for 52 yards. Think about that. That changes the way you play defense. So I'm curious to see, number one, if he's healthy, and number two, if the Eagles try to do that, because Steve Spagnuolo, that defense is playing at a really, really high level. They have four or five defensive linemen that are totally interchangeable in in the way they can be used. And Spagnuolo is such a good blitzer, not a high percentage blitzer, as you know, but with selective blitzing, does some really good things, cool concepts that break down protections. You know, I think, Greg, this is my opinion. It was the Super Bowl. So it was like, hey, break out all the stops. Right. A lot of design. I, I would be surprised if the Eagles have that many design runs in this game, and especially in the first half, that was like, uh, hey, it's the Super Bowl. It's the last game anyway. Like, let's let's go for it. But who knows? I might be wrong. Greg, I'm never wrong bringing you on the show. You're the man at Greg Cosell on social media. Check him out this weekend on all the ESPN, ESPN2 shows. Thank you, Greg. Thanks, Ross. Appreciate it. So good. Almost like being able to order on DoorDash. The clock will stop on this podcast in five minutes. So when it does, or like whenever the game clock stops when you're watching the game, that's time to order in with DoorDash. Pizza cravings hit at halftime, ordering time, dreaming about tacos during a timeout, boom, they're on your doorstep. Wait, you want burgers, chips, dips, drinks, and wings instead? Even better. Order on DoorDash and get everything you want delivered without missing a minute of the game. Tux takes. All right, Ross. The Browns announced yesterday the quarterback Deshaun Watson is having season-ending soldier surgery. Shoulder surgery. Tons of surgery. Wow, even the second one was tough for you. Yeah. Even the <laughs> even the recap. Um, just awful on so many levels. I I got a lot to say about this. First of all, I think the Browns should come out and have like a, somebody in the organization or a doctor explain everything that went on with his shoulder this season. Because I think that there's some skepticism and the mixed messaging with the rotator cuff one was really bad. Like he's cleared and he doesn't play. And he's still cleared and doesn't play after the bye. And just these leaks or whatever, like just come out and say, here's what happened. You know, we missed this. It was worse than we realized. Well, I, I think transparency is usually best in these situations. And then they're going out of their way to say that this is a new injury, Jack. Which I get, and I think they're doing that because they don't want people to think that they screwed this up, right? And I believe them. I really do. But in terms of long term, isn't it a little bit more concerning that your franchise quarterback under contract for three and a half more years, fully guaranteed, had not one but two injuries to his throwing shoulder this season? The rotator cuff and now this one that needs to be operated on? That, that's almost worse. That, that would make me feel worse, right? Like, I'd rather it was the same injury and maybe the Browns didn't do the right thing. Now it's like 
He's had two separate distinct injuries to that shoulder. It's not good. Following that, Dorian Thompson-Robinson is set to start a quarterback for them against the Steelers. Right, and Greg and I obviously talked about that a little bit. I'm excited for him. I think it's a little bit different now. He's got to start under his belt, and he's getting all the reps this week in practice. He knows he's the man. He knows he's number one. He knows he's got a good defense. But I think they need to be aggressive with him. Sometimes with young quarterbacks, they, they put the training wheels on, and the defenses play to that, and it limits them. I want to see some first down play action. I see some first down bootlegs. Let him run a little bit. He played too well in the preseason to think that he can't play competently or at least to the P.J. Walker level here in the regular season. And one more piece of quarterback news. Justin Fields is set to start a quarterback for the Chicago Bears once again. Yeah, and they're, they're really going out of their way to make it clear that we know he's not 100%, but that he's good enough to start, which is like, <clears throat> okay, fine, whatever. Um, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how well Justin Fields plays. Somebody got real mad at me in the YouTube comments or an email when I said I didn't think there was that much of a difference from a point spread standpoint between Justin Fields and Tyson Bajan. I don't think there is. Like, I don't, I don't think Fields playing instead of Bajan has really changed the betting line, which tells you that the markets don't think there's that much of a difference between those two guys. Cardinals claim running back Michael Carter off the waivers from the New York Jets. That makes sense. <clears throat> Cardinals have high priority in the claiming order. Carter's been a, a, a good third down back in his career. Give him a chance. Why not? And Frank Reich is taking back the play calling in Carolina. Was it Monday night where I said, Greg, I mean, uh, Jack, in the, uh, in the Broncos coaching box that this is feeling like one and done in Carolina. I've honestly, we have mentioned it so many times across different shows. I will take your word for it though, but we have mentioned it before. Yes. Yeah. I mean, when you start yo-yoing play calling duties, it's like desperate times call for desperate measures and they're trying whatever they can to figure out how to get this thing solved in football. Fourth quarter is where the magic happens. It's where games are won, where champions are made in business. It's where sales teams become legends. That's why HubSpot built Sales Hub to give sales reps the deal-making tools they need to win their Q4. Sales Hub's prospecting workspace organizes your schedule, goals, and to-do lists in one place to save your team precious fourth quarter time. And smart sequences help sales reps close deals faster than ever. So get ready to dominate Q4 with Sales Hub. Learn more at HubSpot.com slash sales. We've got a game tonight, Jack. I'm fired up about it. Bengals, Ravens. I'll take the Ravens. In a close one at home, the injuries for both these teams, something to keep an eye on, 23-20 Ravens. I think we're done here. Thanks for tuning in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also check out Even Money, Fantasy Feast, and College Draft, all on the DraftKings Network on Samsung TV+, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. How about a shout-out to MyFrontPageStory.com? I know you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. You've been thinking about it, but you still haven't done it. Pull the trigger. Go to MyFrontPageStory.com and get your mom, your wife, your father, your colleague, your child. Get them a very special keepsake gift that they'll have forever. Backoffice Scheduler.com, GoDashBangles.com, 
SteakhouseSports.com, HumanHeadNYC.com, Sportaculture, and Pizza Boy Brewing.